Barbados celebrated their Independence Day on November the 30th. And in this episode, we continue the celebration. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie. And in this episode, we are talking all things Barbados. Barbados celebrated their Independence Day on November the 30th. And in this episode, we continue the celebration. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Barbados is known for a lot of things. Yes, Yes, let's get the obvious out of the way. Barbados is where Rihanna is from. But aside from that, Barbados is known for one of the biggest festivals in the Caribbean outside of Trinidad. And that is Crop Over Festival. And anybody who loves soca music, Calypso and the rest of it, that Crop Over is where you want to be. But did you know that Barbados is known to be the birthplace of rum? All right, a little secret. I think Ray and the family might have a little problem with this, but it's all right. We are celebrating Barbados Independence Day. So for today, we're going to let you have it. What is a celebration of Barbados without taking a look at the national symbols? All right, let's start with the national flag. Now, Barbados flag is a beautiful, bright blue, gold, and the black triton. Let me explain what the colors mean. The blue represents the sea and the sky. The gold represents the sand on the beaches and the broken trident represents the mythical sea god Neptune. But the broken trident itself represents the break from the United Kingdom after becoming independent. And that makes me want to tell you right away what the motto is for Barbados. The motto is pride and industry. Let's look at a few more national symbols before we get into the stories. The national flower for Barbados is, of course, called the Pride of Barbados and also known as the Dwarf Poinciana. This plant is good for a lot of things. So the first point is that it grows up to be nine feet tall, but is also good for treating fever and it is also good for dealing with bad coughs and chest pain. The national animal for Barbados is the mahi-mahi, also known as a dolphin fish. And speaking of fish, let us talk about the national dish for Barbados. The national dish for Barbados is flying fish and cuckoo. And cuckoo is made of okra and cornmeal and the flying fish is usually fried and let me tell you from personal experience mm, yum all right slightly distracted let's get back to it the national fruit for barbados is aki all right jamaicans give me a minute let me explain aki in jamaica is very different from aki in barbados no Aki in Barbados is actually guinip 
in Jamaica. I found this very, very interesting. So I wanted to take a moment to explain. So the Aki in Barbados is a fruit that is encased in a hard skin. And the way that you would get into the fruit is you bite the skin or break the skin. And inside is a plump, fleshy fruit. And you would suck the flesh off of the seed. Jamaicans, this is guinip. All right. Now that I've explained that, let's move on. So let's talk a little bit about the culture. So what do you call a person who is from Barbados? I know, don't laugh at me, but seriously, we all are referred to differently. And it's time that we acknowledge the different ways that we acknowledge each other because it's not any way that is derogatory. We just have a familiar way of addressing each other. So persons from Barbados are referred to as Barbadian if you are outside of Barbados. However, in Barbados, Barbadian people are known as Bayesian. Here's some news. Outside of Barbados, you're known as Bajan too. Just saying. Just just saying. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about um, the culture in Barbados. Barbados is known as one of the most English-influenced islands. You can tell it by the architecture, um, the language, the mannerisms. The cultures are blended with um, West African influences and the British cultures. The official language is English. However, there is a distinct dialect that you can tell from anywhere. You know someone is Bayesian by the time they tell you hello, you spot it in an instant. Bayesian fam, it's all love. Now we're about to get into our stories. And of course, we've got some great ones for you. One thing that I've recognized while going around the Caribbean and diving into the stories that we tell, that we share with one another, are that we have a lot of similarities. And of course, Barbados is no different. And the stories that we love to tell are Anansi stories. However, in Barbados, they call, refer to them as Nancy stories. And when you're getting yourself into trouble, your mother would say, don't tell me no Nancy story. So guess what? I've got some great ones for you today. But before we get started, you know how it go. I say crick, you say crack, crick, crack, crick, crack, crick. Let's get into it. This first story is called Nancy, Monkey and Tiger. One day, Anansi and Tiger get into a rum shop and drink and drink and drink. And then Monkey commenced to start boasting. Monkey was a great boaster. Mm, he'd tell you a story from nose to till. Anansi said, you boast well. I wonder if you have sense as how you boast. Monkey said, get away, you foolish fellow. You can come and ask me if I have sense. You go through the whole world and never see a man again have sense like I have. And Nancy said, hmm, Brother Monkey, how many sense you have? Tell me. Monkey said, I have them so till I can't count them. For them is all over my body. Hmm. And Nancy said, Well, me, me not have so much. Me only have two. Me have one for me and one for my friend. One day, Monkey was traveling on the road and he was going past where Tiger lived and Anansi was working on that same road. 
as monkey was passing tiger was in the stone hole and jump out on the fella and catch him all the sense was gone no sense could let him get away tiger was so glad to have him well before he was ready to kill well here come the clever man, Mr. Anansi. When he saw that his friend Monkey was in the hand of such a wicked man, he was frightened, but he was going to use his sense. He said, Morning, Brother Tiger. I see you catch that fella there. I was glad to see that you hold him so close in hand. You must eat him right now. But before you eat him, you should really take your two hand and cover your face, kneel down and bless Master God and say, thank you, God, for what I'm going to receive. And so said, so done. Tiger went down on his knees. And by the time Tiger opened his eyes, Monkey and Anansi were gone. And when they get a distance away, Anansi said to Monkey, Think you say you have sense all over your kin. Why then you never have sense enough to get away from Tiger when Tiger catch you? Monkey didn't really know what to say. As a matter of fact, it's the first time Monkey had nothing to say. And Nancy said, well, I tell you, I got two sets. One for me and one for my friend. Well, him used for me to do. And from that day, Tiger hated Nancy up until now. Jack Mandura, Mina Chuzene. This next story is called All Stories Are Nancy's. In the beginning, all tales and stories belong to the sky god. But Kwaku Nancy, the spider, yearned to be the owner of all the stories known in the world. And he went to Naima and offered to buy them the sky god said i'm willing to sell the stories but the price is high many people have come to offer me to buy but the price was way too high for them rich and powerful families have come but have not been able to pay do you think you can do it and as he replied to the sky god i can do it what is your price my price is three things the sky god said i must first have mambro the hornets i must have them and the great python i must have a leopard for these things i will sell you all the stories and nancy thought for a moment i will bring them to you he went home and made his plans First, he cut off a gourd from the vine and made a small hole in it. He took a large calabash and filled it with water. He went to the tree where the hornets lived and he poured some of the water over himself so that he was dripping. He threw some water over the hornets so that they were dripping too. Then he put the calabash on his head as though he were protecting himself from a storm and called out to the hornets. Are you foolish people? Why do you stay in the rain that is falling? The hornets answered, where shall we go? Go here in this dry gourd, Anansi told them. The hornets thanked him and flew into the gourd. Though it was a small hole, 
when the last one of them entered, Anansi plugged the hole with a ball of grass saying, oh yes, but you are really foolish people. He took the gourd full of hornets back to the sky god. The sky god accepted them. He said, there are two more things. Anansi returned to the forest and cut a long bamboo pole and some strong vine. Then he walked towards the house of Onini, the python. Talking to himself, he said, my wife is stupid. I say he is long and stronger. My wife says he is shorter and weaker. I give him more respect. She gives him less respect. Is she right or am I right? I'm right. He's longer. I'm right. He's stronger. When Onini the python heard Anansi talking to himself, he said, why are you arguing this way with yourself? The spider replied, oh, I have a dispute with my wife. She says that you're shorter and weaker than a bamboo pipe. I say that you are longer and stronger. Onini said, it's a useless and silly argument. When you find out the truth, bring the pole and we will measure. So Anansi laid the pole on the ground and the python came and stretched himself out beside it. You seem a little short, Anansi said. Python stretched further. A little more, Anansi said. I can stretch more, Onini said. When you stretch at one end, you get shorter at the other end, Anansi said. Let me tie you at the front so that you don't slip. He tied Onini's head to the pole. Then he went to the other end and tied the tail to the pole. He wrapped the vine around and around and around Onini the python until Onini couldn't move. Onini, Anansi said, it turns out that my wife was right and I was wrong. You are shorter than the pole and weaker. Anansi carried the python back to the sky god and said, there. The sky god said, there's one more thing. The leopard is next. Anansi went into the forest and dug a deep pit where the leopard was accustomed to walking. He covered it with bushes and branches and leaves and put dust on it so that it wouldn't be visible. It was impossible to tell whether it was a pit or it was road. Anansi went away and hid. And when the leopard came prowling in the black of the night, he stepped into Anansi's trap and fell into the bottom. Anansi heard the sound of the leopard falling and said, Oh yes, you are only half foolish. When the morning came, Anansi went to the pit and saw that yes, indeed it was a leopard. Ospeo, he asked, what are you doing in the hole? I'm falling into a trap, he said, help me out. I would gladly help you, Anansi said, but I'm sure if I bring you out, I will have no thanks for it. You will get hungry and later you will want to eat me and my children. I swear I won't. It won't happen, the leopard said. Very well. Since you swear it, I will take you out, Anansi said. He bent a tall green tree towards the ground so that the top of it touched over the pit. And then he tied it there. Then he tied a rope around the top of the tree and dropped it all the way down in the pit. 
Tie this to your tail, he said. The leopard tied the rope around his tail. Is it well tied? Anansi asked. Yes, it's well tied, the leopard said. In that case, Anansi said, you are not merely half foolish. You are all foolish. And then Anansi took a knife and cut the rope. And the rope that held the tree and it bounced all the way up. It straightened up, pulling the leopard out of the hole and hanging the leopard in the air, head down. All the while he hung there and Nancy killed him with his weapons and then took the body to the sky god. Here is the third thing. Now I have paid the price. The sky god said, yes, Kwaku, Anansi, great warrior, chief. None of those chiefs were able to do this. You have done it. Therefore, I will give you the stories. From this day onward, all of the stories belong to you. Whenever a man tells a story, he must acknowledge that it is an Anansi's tale. And in this way, Anansi the spider became the owner of all the stories told to Anansi, all these tales belong. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. Join us next Tuesday as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. As we say, gather your family and your friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and as always, What Good.